everybody, it's Fiona here from TY Hub and today on Let's Talk Careers, I'm joined by Derek Dubry, um, who is a wonderful model and actor and he has um, he has a wonderful career background and future planning is all there. So we, I'll, I'll let you take the floor there, Derek. How are you? Well, I, I think I, I'm far from typical in, in terms of modelling or acting in that I, I didn't start doing either until I was 50. I'm 57 now. Um, and when I was certainly young, it's the last thing in the world that I would have expected to be doing because I was very shy, very geeky, very I thought myself very unattractive, I was very insecure, all those things that I think um, would make it very difficult to do either modelling or acting when I was younger. Um, and it's taken kind of a life experience to get to a point where I feel good enough about myself to actually do any of those things. And it's such a confidence game, either modelling or acting. Um, it, it is very much about confidence and, and the ability to, to be natural um, and not to be embarrassed. And you found that through your previous career. You you had uh, your your boss kind of put you in front of something, and uh, as a spokesperson, and that yeah. kind of got it, you it, it, out of your comfort zone. And kind of a weird thing. Um, I ended up. I I I'm a civil servant. Um, in my day job. Um, what we can talk about the importance of having a day job. Um, <laughs> because uh, I started doing um. Uh, pieces to camera for press coverage for, for, the, for the job. If something happened and we need an immediate spokesman, nobody else wanted to do it. And I was actually quite comfortable doing it. I, I for whatever reason, at that age, probably in my late, later 40s, I was very comfortable talking to a camera um, and could string the odd sentence together and it sounded okay. Um, and from that, um, I was then asked... This is, and this is kind of bizarre. I was then asked by a guy who worked for the BBC um, whether I would be interested in filming something for BBC Daytime. Okay. And we, and we, we did this kind of, uh, it was kind of a, a true crime type thing. We filmed this kind of teaser trailer to, you know, to sell it to the BBC. Uh, and it was very, um, it was, yeah, 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 everyone loves it, everyone loves it. Um, you know, it's going to be, you know, it's the, Eight, it's the half past six, the best daytime slot. You know, it's the Michael Portillo train slot. You know, everyone loves yeah. it. And then, having gone on for months of everyone loves it, we're talking 20 to 30 episodes a year. You know, it then the entire management of BBC Daytime changed over the course of the summer and it went into somebody else's idea, never to be heard of again. It went, it went into the filing cabinet. <laughs> it went into the filing cabinet, and I think probably somebody else has done it by now. And it wasn't, to be honest, it wasn't really what I was that interested in doing, but it's difficult if someone says, let's do that, you know, to, to say, no, I'm not interested. Because, yeah, it, it, it was relatively, you know, it was potentially easy money, if nothing else, which is always good. <laughs> um, and But after that, I thought, you know, the fact that people did actually like it, and thought I had some sort of presence on screen, um, maybe I should do something with that. You know, it would be a shame to waste it. And about the same time, um, I was at a party uh, in Belfast, and somebody approached me from a model agency and said, would you be interested in, in you know, working with our agency? And I thought, yeah, why not, you know? Mm. Um, because I, at that point in life, um, I had that sort of confidence. I'd 
honestly, I was such a geeky child, such a geeky teenager. I had no self-confidence at all. I, I couldn't, you know, I would struggle to speak to people. I would get so shy about things. And the biggest thing, I think, about being a model or an actor, and, and modelling helps with acting, because what it does is it gets rid of any inhibitions you might have. Because mm. the key, I think, to, certainly for me, to any sort of acting is being natural. And if you have inhibitions, which I did when I was younger, you, you can't, you really can't act or model because you're too worried about what other people think. Mm. And it's absolutely key not to give a monkeys about what other people think. If you look stupid, you look stupid. Okay. <laughs> but, well, but, was, we're, we're talking to an audience that are 15, 16, maybe 17 year old uh, students all across Ireland um, yeah. and um, they, 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 it's it's a fantastic year for them to have but they do um, a lot of the schools would do the, the TY musical or the TY um, play whatever you know whatever yeah. drama it is that they're doing and a lot of kids or teenagers sorry would would probably not feel comfortable in getting up on stage but do you reckon like something like that like what you're saying if you, if you are shy st uh, still get involved still you know there's other ways yeah. around and kind of help out in the background and it might bring you out of of that comfort zone in a in a yeah. good in a good way and i think one of the one of the benefits of social media now and i know there are a lot of negatives as well is that people do get a lot more comfortable in front of a camera even if they're just filming themselves and, and they know what they look like on screen because they're constantly taking selfies. And I did the same thing, you know, um, later in life, admittedly. But you know what you look like. You know what your face is doing. Mm. Sounds weird. But if you're modelling and acting, it's quite important to know what your face is doing and, and what looks natural and what doesn't. Mm. Um, how to smile naturally. And it's not like this. That's not <laughs> a natural smile, you know. Um, so those things you can kind of learn and you can maybe... Maybe you can learn those at home um, by, you know, through social media or just taking photographs or filming yourself. But it's so important to get over those inhibitions because a lot of, for me, the, the best things about acting are those really things that reveal something about you, your, um, your sensitivities, your insecurities. And it's not, it's being not afraid to show those things. If I want to do a love scene with somebody, how embarrassing would that be for most 16, 17-year-olds? Very embarrassing, I'd say. But the key is to, to enjoy that ability to, to express yourself like that, to open up like that, um, because that's really what people want to see. Um, you know, that, that, that openness of the person whether that's modeling or whether that's acting it's the ability to, to pro project something of your personality to to the audience um i'm not a performer you know lots, lots of people are performers lots of actors yeah. are performers they like the attention they like the you know the the ah oh, look at me type thing and i've worked with people like that doing those performance type things and that's really not me I, i'm 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 shy about those things i like i like the i like the separation of a camera or or a um uh, you know, uh, a film camera or whatever between me and the audience. I really, I'm not that comfortable dealing with people. 
okay. I, I can talk to the camera all day. I can, you know, there could be a whole crew around and I can talk to that camera and yeah. just it can just be me and the camera or okay. me and the other actor or me and the other actress and I can forget about everybody else. But mm -hmm. if you ask me to sort of like dance, oh, I'd rather curl up and die in the corner, you know? Because that, yeah. that's just... <laughs> So you just, you know you know but you have that you have that you, you know like age can be a cruel thing but like you know when you do have age behind you as well you do have experience and like you said you yeah. know what your you know what your body does you know what your face does you know your your personality your do's your don'ts your likes your dislikes um have you done stage acting or any was it more kind of like TV, like what you were saying in front of the camera i know mm. That you were in particular, and people may actually know what scenes uh, they are as well. Can I mention the ones that no. I? Can I mention where you where I know? Yeah, um, <laughs> don't want to embarrass you, but I know. I mean, like I'm a big Game of Thrones fan, and I remember oh. not even knowing that you were on Game of Thrones, and uh, it was in it, it was in a particular scene, but uh, there was a couple of scenes, um, but like I, after I knew that you were in Game of Thrones as well, you were you were more. And I think it's a couple of movies that are, and productions that you've been in where you've been in the background. And that's a whole different type of acting as well, because yeah. you can't be show off. You you know, like you're 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 supposed to be there, you're supposed to do a type of thing, but you're not you're not like like outshine the bride kind of a thing. Like, you know, you're not um you can't show Killian Murphy or any of the others, like, you know, um that you're better than them or anything like that. So it is a type of different, different acting to have to be in the background. Um, yeah, of, I, 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 think that, I think that's another important thing as well. I mean, I, I, I did some extras work um, before I before I tried to be an actor. Um, and it's important that people realise that extras isn't a way into acting for most people. Mm. In fact, it's a negative. If a director sees you as an extra, extra he probably won't ever see you as an actor. Yeah. The benefit of doing extras work is that it does show you how a TV or film set works, how how a, a good TV and film crew work, and how actors work. And one of the interesting things about doing Game of Thrones as an extra for me was looking at the actors, and some of them were brilliant, but actually thinking, you know, I, I could probably do that. You know, mm -hmm. Charles Dance in Game of Thrones is just being Charles Dance. He's just right. saying these lines with his wonderful voice, you know, but there's no great artistry i don't mean that in a negative word because he's charles does but there's no magic to what he's doing it's not what he, it's not sort of this method acting where you know you're really having to feel the emotions and feel the you know feel the, the yeah you know the, the love or the hate or anything it's just very simply his, not his character just happened to suit who he was uh yeah. unlike um you can you can go stereo you could be stereotyped into yeah. particular roles as well though you know if you if you have that particular type of accent and, th and that would be the same with the extras then if they see it as an extra they may not see any other acting potential or if you're typecast so if you start off as, as a particular yeah, I, type of actor then well one of the most interesting things for, well I, I guess at the point I, I thought I'd actually made some progress was when I'd when I'd actually tried to become an actor and I got an agent and, and, and it's really important that you need a good agent in acting okay. and modeling. Um that's absolutely key to, to getting on in, in a profession. Um I I'd, I'd done, you know, three seasons of Game of Thrones as as extras, mainly in um 
King's Landing, you know, being a noble or something like that, because he was older. Although I did do a brothel scene as well, which was quite... Um, That's what's the one I was interested in. interesting experience. <laughs> It wasn't, it wasn't. It wasn't. You know, naked or anything. But it. But it was. It was. That was. It, to me, that would seem to be an, an a, a complicated scene if you were if you didn't have age behind you. I think. Um, do you think? Yeah. Or probably. did you find that kind probably. of a scene still being? They. I think nowadays, um, because social media is such a big thing, and you know, you have your your streamers and and all that kind of stuff, mm. that people automatically think that if they can do this they can automatically go into acting or become a star um, yeah. in, in that sense. Whereas I remember, do, you know, uh, all the talent shows and all that was new on t TV. Nowadays, it's now it's all on social media and that kind yeah. of platforms. But that that can be that can be dangerous as well. Like you don't know what way way to act so you said like you know i think we, we discussed it like you can go to college and learn how to act but when mm -hmm. it comes to going on stage it may never happen uh you could go in front of a camera yeah. and it, it is a process no matter where you think you are on your ladder or how good your podcast is or how good your you know your 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 instagram account is or anything like that it is a case of you still have to go to um go through an agency to get somewhere because you can go and do as many auditions and get nowhere and get yes. uh, and and that could have a negative effect as well on your mental health De oh absolutely uh, definitely uh, and i i certainly went through um, a really rough patch myself a few years ago of um you know i i've been i've been getting a lot of auditions i've been getting some good work and all of a sudden it just it just switched off i wasn't even getting auditions and i was okay. and with acting, it's very, very hard because you really do feel it's about judgment on you. Mm. It's such a personal thing. Mm. Why don't they want to see me? Particularly when they were seeing me. Um, mm. And I found it very, very hard because in, in one sense, acting is something you really have to care about. But the more you care about it, then the more damaging it can be because yeah. the more, okay. more you feel bad when it's not happening. Mm -hmm. And I really had to kind of take a step back and try not to care as much and just think, well, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I've got okay. other things going on. And I think I think that that's a key thing. If people are thinking of acting as a career, you know, for, from a young age, there are so many really good actors who are not working. And, and the number of who are actually doing it full time and making a living from it is fantastically small. Mm. particularly with models in Ireland uh, Northern Ireland I mean I, I, I know a handful probably not even a handful a, a very very few models in, in Ireland who can do it full time the okay. rest of us the rest of us just do it when it comes up because most of the time it doesn't pay very well particularly in Northern Ireland it pays appallingly well badly um, but the south of Ireland is a, is a bit better if you get a TV ad or something it's good money but that might be one that might be the only TV advert you ever get. Okay, you might get 10,000 euros, but that's kind of a one shot thing. Because if you've done that one ad, say it's a high profile, say, let's say you got a part in a VW advert or something filmed in Ireland, that one ad that you might get 10,000 euros for might rule you out of every other ad ever because mm, you're okay. seen in that one ad, you know, um, and then nobody else will want to employ you because you, you are the face of that ad. So it's that'd be almost fallen into the category of typecast then. 
not so much typecast, but, but it's kind of a brand thing. And you are the face of a particular brand. Yeah, you know, yeah. I Bar Island uh, ad some years ago. Even though it's, you know, I'm on screen for like half a second, that effectively rules you out of every other supermarket advert that's shown in Ireland. Okay, yeah. I've done, you know, a hotel advert for this dog, is of course, parking outside. Um, I've done a hotel advert um, for, for a chain of hotels in Northern Ireland, and that kind of rules you out of not only hotel adverts, but potentially um, uh, tourism adverts as well. So it's all these things. If you've done that, or an if you've done one alcohol advert, you can't do another alcohol advert because they'll ask you, "Have you ever appeared in blah blah blah?" And if yeah. you have, that's it. So, although there's potentially good money in adverts, it can rule you out of a whole lot of other stuff. Okay. Um, if you want to be successful as a model, you really need to probably make it in London, where the fees are even better. Fashion shows pay well in London. Fashion shows in in Northern Ireland and Ireland don't pay very well at all. Mm-hmm. You know, I've done fashion modeling, and you're lucky to get a few hundred euros, you know. Um, so these things really are very difficult to see as careers that they are, they are maybe something you can see as a hobby or some pocket money. Um, but career wise, even if successful, and I know, you know, a few very successful models, it's not a full time job, even, you know, I know, I don't know, three or four Miss Islands, none of whom are professional models and couldn't, you know, they have other jobs, pharmacists, mm. um, air, air stewardesses. They all have other jobs because you just you you would starve to death in, in, in this country, you know, on, on what modelling fees are. So, yeah. you know, don't get lured into thinking there's some sort of magic, um, you know, uh, pot of gold, you know, at, at the modelling thing because there really isn't. And most modelling careers, even in London or New York or somewhere, I'm pretty sure, you know. Um, the good thing about modelling, though... Is, yeah, I was just going to say, is there a positive here? I uh, think there is a positive, yeah. because the, the positives are, A, it's relatively easy. If you can do it, you can do it. You know, you if you, if you can smile at furniture, which I'm brilliant at now, you know, smiling at smiling at a sofa or an advert or something, then it's it's not exactly difficult. There are no lines to learn. There's, you know, it's, it's not really challenging in that sense. If, if, if it's something you can do, you can do but it does give you that confidence in front of the camera, which then can translate to acting. And I suppose taking the you know the media spokesman thing we talked about to one mm-hmm. side, the other way kind of I transitioned into acting was that I was doing commercial type modeling where I was appearing in adverts and stuff, which at least shows you can do something on camera, you can take direction, you might, might have some sort of screen presence that and often with acting, particularly small parts, which is often what you get if you get anything at all at the beginning, it's really cast on looks. It, it's cast on, do you look like the casting director imagines that character to look like? Mm-hmm. So it doesn't necessarily require a great deal of acting skill. It requires a bit of the ability to be natural, but primarily it's the luck of looking like they want you to look when you turn mm-hmm. up at the audition. And that's pure luck. I mean, there are so many brilliant actors who aren't working and there are... So- I don't, I don't mean in a disparaging way, but there are lots of not good actors who are really successful. Okay. Um, there are, there are. I mean, there are brilliant, I know brilliant actors who who, who don't get much work because yeah. it's so much down to luck. It's if you've got those screen credits that make, get you seen by the public, then that kind of rolls on into other jobs. Yeah. I mean, Keanu Reeves, bless him. You know, he's, he's in some wonderful films, but he's not the greatest actor in the world. And I'm sure he'll be the first to admit it himself. Mm-hmm. 
but he he has that kind of rolling success that keeps getting him work. Yeah, I'm sure he's a, I'm sure he's a lovely guy. But there are there are actors out there who've stu- who've done all the study, have done Shakespeare, and you know that they, they they they're wonderful. Um, but they don't look right, or they just haven't had the breaks. And that's I think that's the other thing that's worth thinking about when you're going into this. I mean, this whole the Me Too thing, the Harvey Weinstein thing. This industry, both modelling and acting, is so open to people being exploited because actors will do anything, anything to get work. And if you say, do you want to go with Kevin Spacey for the night or, you know, whatever, or go and have lunch with Harvey Weinstein, and if that's the difference between you getting work or not getting work, then, yeah, you're going to do it because it's not, a, it's not like we're measuring talent here and saying, oh, they're better than them. It's a pure, are you getting that break or are you not getting that break? Mm-hmm. And it can be so much down to personal connections or just luck or just somebody giving you a helping hand. Um, and it really is, you know, dangerous in that respect because I know actors who will, who would do anything, you know, for that job. That and that is dangerous, like you know, in itself. Like you know, if people need to be aware that not everyone out there is good. Now, no. has your best interest. Um, I think it's a very um from from what I can see, like you know, the modeling world um uh, can be a very cruel world. The acting world can also be a very cruel world. Like business world can be cruel, but there's like you said, there's a person personal side of it because you take your acting and you take your modeling in as as a personal, um, as a personal thing. And if somebody says, so to you, you're not you. Good it feels like then, you, you know, that's the thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's so something you, saying you're not good enough. Yeah, it's it's a hard thing to hear, and especially mm. if if you know that you are, or you feel in your bones that you you are. But it is you're, you then you walk away. You shouldn't have to walk away thinking, well, if I went for lunch or if I had the right connection, that yeah. way. So getting a good agent that can cover you and look after you and look after your interests and keep you safe from yeah. the cruel world is is I, the best thing as well. And that uh, it's worth talking about that that agent thing because you know an agent is key in both modelling and and acting. You can work without an agent, but generally speaking, an agent, a good agent, will get you work or at least get you auditions. And that's what you can really ask. You can only ever if you're getting seen for work, then I'm I'm happy with that. You know, if I'm getting seen, I'm happy. You know, if 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 I if I'm not right for the part, that's fine. But I want to be seen. At least I want to be in the mix. You know. Um. And getting that agent thing, that, that that's the challenging thing because it's kind of a chicken and the egg type thing. You know, you can't get an agent unless you've done some work and you can't do any work unless you've got an agent. And this is where we get into the whole kind of uh, student filmmaking and, um, you know, working for free type stuff, which is worth doing to an extent because what you want to do is have something to show an agent. You want some footage. Or as a model, you want some pictures to say, look, this is what I can do to persuade an agent to hopefully take you on. Yeah, so build um, build your profile and your build, CV. Build, build your profile. Be smart about it, though, because if, if you look at the project or if you look at the photographer on the modeling side and you think, I really don't think much of your work, I don't think I'm going to get anything out of this, then don't do it. Mm. You know, I've done so many um, you know, short films, like student films and stuff, where I've got nothing out of it at all because because the, the technical limitations of what they've done just haven't produced good enough footage that I, that I would be happy showing anyone. 
Yeah, so yeah. you really have to try and kind of pick your projects, unless you just love doing it, which is great. If you just love acting and you don't really care, you know, what the final outcome is, but you just want to be involved, that's great. Good for you. Knock yourself out. There's but, plenty of amateur drama societies around yeah. as well that you could get involved in to do. I mean, like I know uh, a lo our local one definitely has gone from not just not just doing stage and one on one act shows they've uh, they've because of COVID because of lockdowns they've had to rethink things as well and they've done videos and that yeah. has brought a huge amount to the communities as well. So I um. Uh, with, with the Amdram as well, there's schools. There's, like you don't have to go to a college. There are schools, like you know, classes that you can take and and schools that you can go to. You you've done some of that as well, though, to help you do learn different styles and and yeah, I, I, I've done some of that. I, I haven't you know I've done some stage work. I haven't done a great deal of stage work. I, I kind of did some stage work just to prove to myself I could do stage work. Um, the the, the challenge with stage stuff is you got a lot, of, a lot of lines to learn. Mm -hmm. You know, um, screen stuff, you you have lines to learn, but generally speaking, it can be broken down into fairly short scenes. So okay, it's yeah, easier, yeah, it's, easier it's, to, it's easy to deal with. You know, mm -hmm. you literally can look at your script and do the scene, look, and it might just be like two lines or something. Whereas if you're doing a stage show, I find maybe it's an age thing. Learning a script is really hard work. And well, I, I mean, like if you, if you throw your mind back to being in school, even and having to learn, well, we had the Merchant of Venice and Romeo and Juliet, having to even like try and remember sections of that for your exams, like that was daunting enough, you know. Yeah, but, absolutely. Like, and and even more daunting. That, that's what you'd need then to have on stage. You'd need to yeah. know a whole lot, not just remember certain parts of it. You need to remember the whole and what and what that other person is doing in the next scene so that you know yeah. you're coming on. There's no one prodding you to go on or anything like that. Knowing it well enough that it's again, it's natural. I mean, natural is the key, you know, knowing knowing it so well that it that it really does trip off the tongue without you appearing to have to think about it too much. Yeah. Um and I think this is the other thing from the professional point of view. If, if like me, you have a another career that, that basically pays your bread and butter, mm. stage work is is actually a lot harder because if you want, if let's say I wanted to get involved in a pantomime or something for Christmas, that's six weeks of rehearsal. Mm -hmm. Never mind the actual pantomime itself. So that's an awful lot of time away from my day job. Yeah. Whereas if I've got a TV part, it might be one day's filming, no rehearsal. Mm -hmm. Turn up, know your lines, one day shooting. Okay. And you probably get paid the same for that as you would for the entire pantomime. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's, that's the, you know that, that's the economic reality of it. If you are going to commit to acting as a career, then yes, you can do that stage stuff, providing you get cast in it. But it's a lot of time for a relatively small amount of money. Whereas TV and film work can be, you know, 1,500 euro um, for a day, and it's literally just a day. You know, yeah, you're in, you're in and out, um, and it really doesn't matter how much. You know, that could just be one line, and it's, it's yeah. the same sort of money. Um, so the economics of that are a lot more attractive than six weeks rehearsal. But again, if you're a performer, then you probably want to do that six weeks. That's that's what floats your boat. Then then great. Um, yeah, but yeah. It, it's it's not an easy way to make money, I would say. And I, you know. There are so many unemployed actors out there. Um, so, you know, you've got to go through that whole process just to get involved in, it, you know, playing 
something in Jack and the Beanstalk, you know, for, for six yeah. weeks. Yeah, yeah. And well, and no matter what side of it that you're going on, so absolutely. And and um, I think you know, doing a, a an acting degree is certainly a, certainly a way into getting yourself an agent. Well, you know, a lot of agents. Um, this isn't from my experience, but I know from proper actors. You know, <laughs> agent, agents started will, earlier in life, not proper actors. Yes, just agents, will, uh, will, uh, agents will pick people up out of drama school on the basis of, of their sort of, you know, their, their sort of final year productions and stuff like that. So, yeah. and, and and if you've done an acting degree, that will get you access to think to things like Spotlight, which is the UK casting database, um, okay. which you either need to have studied acting professionally or you need three professional credits in film or TV, which again is a kind of a chicken and the egg thing because you. Okay. One without the other. Um, so, yes, yeah, certainly, you know, I wouldn't discourage people to from studying acting. I, you know, I wish I had the balls uh, and the ability to do it when I was younger. But it's it's not a full time job for the for most people that that do that. You have you, know, you just have to if you go into it recognizing that that you might you might not work very much. Um, and you're happy to do the degree anyway, then, then great. Um, but so there's so much luck involved in, in, in being a successful actor. And, and there are so many um, successful actors who, who never studied acting or never completed mm. their careers. Um, there are lots out there that fall into that category. And there are quite a lot of actors who, who only became successful much later in life as well. People like um, James Gandolfini, uh, you know, the, Tony Soprano, mm. you know, only, only found stardom, you know, relatively late in his in his life um and people like toby jones you know who's who seems to be in everything at the moment you know very quirky sort of character actor who's in the detectress and the new indiana jones film and all sorts of stuff i remember him playing you know having like one line in a poirot you know a poirot episode back in the back in the 80s and and mm -hmm. It, it can be that kind of thing where where you you have to find your time when all of a sudden you are the face that people want. You've got that quirky look that people want. And it's, oh, this is the other thing, I think. Somebody, a successful actor once said to me, um, you know, that, that the industry eats attractive people. It really does. I mean, just because you're a gorgeous looking girl or guy, acting, if you go to an audition, if you go to a casting for model, everyone is like ridiculously good looking. And it's like, it's just like depressing. Okay. Okay. You know, okay. <laughs> because that mo a lot of people in the industry are like that. They're, they're just gorgeous mm -hmm. people, uh, and you go along and you feel, my God, this is you know, this is who am I to be amongst these sort of people? Um, so just because you think you're, you know, you look great and stuff, it doesn't mean very much at all. Because how are we going to pick you from another load of gorgeous-looking? blonde girls or you know gorgeous looking tall hunks of men you know mm. you, you almost it almost helps if you're you know look a little bit different you know a, a little bit something else about you you have you have to have that something else yeah you can't be an empty shell um, no, you no. have you have to bring something to the table. Um, yeah. look, looks can fade, or looks uh, can it, it suddenly appear when you're in your, you know, later in life that you become more either rugged or handsome, or you yeah. know, your your facial features do change anyway. Um, from when you're a teenager. Um, I mean, you, you, through, if you, through, if you told me when I was like fifteen, you wouldn't, you know, I was a totally different looking person. It, uh, you know, I didn't look anything like I look now. Thank God. 
Um, but I, I think, I mean, the other thing to bear in mind is, uh, and particularly, particularly with young girls, um, you know, what agencies are looking for, particular modeling side, they're looking for natural beauty. They don't mm. want loads of makeup on, false eyelashes, fillers. They want someone who looks great without any makeup at all. Yeah. So all the stuff you see on Instagram with, you know, all the makeup and stuff, agencies are not going to be interested in that at all. Agencies Mm. want you to be naturally beautiful or naturally attractive. Um, So I I see see it myself on sort of like, um, you know, modeling groups from Facebook stuff, girls who think they're, you know, the bee's knees. But that's really not what agencies are looking for. Agencies are not looking for someone who looks great with all the makeup on because a lot of people look great with makeup on, you know. They're looking for someone yeah. who's natural, beautiful that can be a natural beauty or they can wear makeup and look beautiful. So it, it you know? is, you know, like you have to have that um, it, it, natural, beauty is in the eye of the beholder is yes. a very old saying. And, you know, every everybody has some, Okay, ninety-nine point nine percent of people have have one point that they that is beautiful, even if they don't think it is. Um, you can have your 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 eyelashes, your eyebrows, your everything like that. But when you take that off, you have to have something there. You have to be able to smile through your eyes. I mean, you can be beautiful and not have a single uh, ounce of emotion in your yes. face or in your eyes or you know you could have literally the one look and that's not what an um an agent a model agency would be looking for or a photographer or a brand or anything like that you just uh, it's, and it's, certainly, it's you, certainly not that pouty that pouty looking into the camera thing you know that's you, know, it's just, you don't want any yeah, exactly nobody wants to see that in terms of casting yeah um and, and bringing us on to photographers and the importance of, of portfolio stuff, whether you're an actor or an aspiring actor or whether you're an aspiring model, mm-hmm. you need to find photographers whose work you like, who can take pictures of you that you can either show modeling agency or you can use as headshots for your casting for, for acting work. Because often on the acting side, the only thing a casting agent's going to see is that it's one photograph of you. Yeah one photograph of you looking however you're going to look and mm-hmm. obviously you don't want that look to be too extreme because that has to that one shot has to cover a whole range of things but yeah. do, it's really important to find yourself a good photographer now if you're lucky enough to, to find a good photographer who will shoot for free then great um if it's a really good photographer they're probably going to charge you you know, and it's worth paying. But you look, but you don't don't just go off and pay them to do your photos either. You have to look in in, in investigate and do your research yes. in in. You who got to do your research. You've got to like their work. You've got to know it's good work. And I made the mistake when when I first started modelling. I got some shots done by a guy who was honestly awful. I could have taken better selfies. You know, um, with with my phone. Uh, and and the headshots I ended up using were actually taken by uh, a, a very good guy in Dublin who, who did them for free um, because he liked my look. Um, and I still use those headshots five years later, which I probably shouldn't. But, um, <laughs> um, but it's really important, as you say, to research your photographer, to, mm-hmm. maybe to speak to people who've worked with them before, but to know what their work is like, to know that you really think their work is good quality. 
Yeah. And a good photographer can also bring stuff out of you. Know, I mean, a photographer taught me how to smile naturally, you know. Um, I thought I, I could smile. This. I can smile on, you know, I can I can smile, I think, convincingly on cue now and it, mm. to look naturally, to look warm. Um, and that also translates to acting because I can, you know, whether it's an advert or a scene, I, I, know, I know what my face is doing. I know what looks natural. Mm-hmm. And that's learned through modelling. And that confidence that comes with it is learned through modelling. You know, people like um, Joanna Lumley, um, who I think is a very good actress, but she's she's she was a model. You know, she came she came to acting through modeling, and what she has is that self confidence that modeling gave her, and the ability to be natural on screen. And that's for screen acting. That is the most important thing, I think, the ability to be natural, the ability mm-hmm. not to overact. Stage acting is very different, where you're projecting to an audience. To some extent, you have to overact because otherwise people aren't going to see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, screen acting is a very subtle thing very you know small changes of expression you know the feeling that your eyes are getting at any particular point and that can change you know so quickly you know i know doing not a, looking directly at a camera looking past the camera yeah, yeah. That- but really conveying a sense of emotion you know if you're if you're modeling it might be looking directly at the camera mm-hmm. but there can be split second difference between one eye expression and another eye expression but knowing what what that what that how that works you know between sad and happy and you know all the whole range of emotions but trying to do that subtly through your facial expressions as opposed to leering into the camera like a pantomime villain which i can also do um but um that you know that modeling can teach you for acting i think um and there are a lot of actors um, who are incom- who are still uncomfortable in front of cameras, okay, um, because they haven't got that maybe the same background in modelling, because that if, if nothing else, it gives you an awareness of what the camera's seeing and what the camera sees in you, mm. and um, just, I mean, I've done such ridiculous things modelling that it really did get rid of my. Um, inhibitions so i remember doing a hotel launch once in belfast where i literally had to walk about wearing a, a short negligee smoking a pipe and with a monocle in mm-hmm. front of lots of people and to make matters worse this was filmed and projected on the side of the hotel for a good year afterwards okay if you can do that sort of ridiculous thing it really does and, and any worries you might have about people laughing at you if you're acting um because that's i think particularly as a younger person looking stupid in front of other people you've just got to forget about that and just enjoy the ability to, to you know to, to create some sort of emotion in other people and and just go with that and just not care what anybody else thinks just believe in yourself believe that what you're doing is good good work and that people will, will see that um but yeah it's just I wish if I if I could go back and tell my younger self anything, it would be don't care what other people think because be a bit goofy. I, yeah, once you don't care, it's so it's so freeing. Yeah, in what you can do, um, you're no longer worried about failure. Uh, you're no longer about people judging you. You know, it, it might be it might be rubbish what you do, but mm. it's better to try. Than, than not try yeah, yeah but it's also isn't it there's a, an old saying as well again here i go with my old sayings um <laughs> of, uh, you know if you love what you do it's never going to be a job yeah you, you yeah. know so you have to enjoy what you're doing 
to to one to oh, could you imagine you don't like acting you don't like you absolutely hate what you're doing it shows in your face yes like you know you, you can have the worst time at home um you know and and what but once you walk out of the door and I think it's in every career that you have you know whatever you path you choose though there is a slight bit of acting that you need to do like yeah. you like I just said like you could have the worst possible thing at home I, or you know as a parent you could be given out to the kids and the phone rings and you have the phone voice and it's like oh I could go away go away don't be doing this don't be doing that and then the phone rings and it's like Hello. Uh, yeah. you know, all of a sudden, everything's fine. And if you smile when you're on the phone, it projects through your voice, how you speak to people. Because uh, if you go into sales or anything like that, where you have to deal with people on the phone, there's acting involved in that. Because if you smile, people will automatically, on the other end of the phone, smile back at you and have a nicer conversation. Yeah. Um, and leave uh, and leave your bad stuff behind. Like, you, you can't go into acting. So when you're working in a career, you're, you're nine to five, or you're, you can hide behind the phone. You can hide behind the screen. But when you go out and you're doing acting and you're doing modeling, you can't bring that with you. You have to go out and you have to do what your director says, what your photographer yeah. says and put that, you know, you can't pretend your eyes will give you away um, yeah. type of thing as well. So is there anything that, you know, like, do you, do, is there anything there for, for students for going forward that they could try doing now that will help them into the future? Like I said, like, you know, picking up the phone um, and putting a smile on your face when you're having a conversation to, especially if you're doing sales, it can it can help you know bring that to the next level, especially when the other person on the other side is not a happy go lucky person. Yeah, I I I think I think ultimately the, the thing that probably helps you more than anything else is is developing some sort of confidence in some aspect of your life. You know, if you're happy, if you know you can do something um, well, then that I think can translate into the ability then to be confident in other things. If you're always not going to be confident, if you're shy like I was, it's very difficult, to, you know, to, to do anything other than be shy. Um, yeah. If you can find something that helps you to be more outgoing or more self-confident, then like, it's a big, a big help with acting and, and modelling. Because it's all about confidence. It's all about, say, the ability not to care too much what other people mm -hmm. think. Because if you did, you'd be, you know, if you, honestly, doing a fashion show in some, um, uh, you know, um, shopping centre or something, it can be, it can be soul destroying because there might be like half a dozen people watching you, and you're walking yeah. up and down in some clothes that you hate, but you have to, you know, smile and and and, and make it look like you're enjoying it and try and sell the whole thing. I think maybe you know one of the last things I would say is the importance of professionalism. Um, and, and by professionalism, I just mean turning up on time, turning up prepared, if, if it's acting, knowing your lines, mm -hmm. being approachable, being cheerful, being, you know, positive, as opposed to turning up with a whole lot of moans um, about, you know, what's gone wrong with your day or why you don't like this particular job. Um, God, I'm sure I'd be guilty of that before. Um, but... So, a successful actress said to me uh, at a class in Dublin a few years ago, if you're not half an hour early to, to the job, then you're late. Okay. Uh, and that's really what I work on. Always, 
always always aim to be at least half an hour, just it gives you a bit of wiggle room and um you just it's just professional just turn up on time you know look not you know look as nice as you can if if there isn't a makeup artist on on, on the you know if it's a modeling job and there isn't a makeup artist then make sure you know your hair and your, your makeup or you just look clean you know um and again i've seen people turn up stinking <laughs> models turn up stinking for shoots or fashion shows and it's just not it's just not professional and people yeah. remember that stuff yeah um so again maybe it's a thing uh, it's older people as much as younger people i'm sure but if you're going into that just remember professionalism is important be, be prompt know your lines if they've asked you to bring stuff with you like clothes and stuff then bring you know bring what they've asked asked you to um because they can do that, especially with uh, with with modelling, um, to bring particular type of shoes and, yeah. well, and shoes and always have like a nude pair and a black pair, yeah. um, for for girls and for for lads to have a, a suitable shoe. Uh, yeah. white t shirt is always kind of handy yeah. to have as well. So. Yeah. You know, what would be your top tips to bring with you, if, even if they weren't asking you to bring it? Well, as you say, a selection of shoes, obviously underwear, um, uh, but uh, but just stuff like. You're sure, I mean, you wouldn't actually think of that, would you? <laughs> you know, uh, but but I, I I've been to shoots where, where they've asked you to bring, you know, where models have been asked to come wearing suits, and, and people have just turned up. Well, I haven't got a suit. It's like well, really, and people have end up borrowing. I've bought like a, a choice of suits, so someone's someone's worn, you know, my extra suit or whatever but again mm. that's just not to me that's just not a professional professional approach um yeah. i think it's also um little stuff like um pocket squares you know if you're doing a fashion shoot just little accessories that maybe you can change things up a bit or um braces trousers yeah okay it, it sounds a bit old-fashioned but actually the good you thing about braces, braces really well, the good thing about braces as opposed to a belt is that if the trousers don't fit quite right, you can adjust how they hang with braces. You can't adjust how trousers hang with a belt. Okay. You know, belt on trousers, basically, they sit on your hips. Yeah. You know, that's where they're going to sit. With braces, you can adjust the braces so you can actually change the length of those trousers slightly, okay. which you can't do with a belt. So little stuff like that, um, just the ability just to maybe jazz up an otherwise, you know, dull outfit for modelling. Um and often, I mean, I, I get a lot of photographic work for, for, for photography clubs and stuff, which is not, you know, it's only a few hundred pounds here and there. But I, I get that on the basis of clothes. I have you got a pirate outfit? Yes, I've got a pirate outfit. It's crazy, crazy stuff like that. You know? um, <laughs> it's but, nothing to do at all with the modelling or, or acting. Sure, it's not. You just like having all those kind of outfits. It's if you're not working very much, that extra you know, hundred pounds every couple of weeks can be can be good, you know, particularly yeah. um and it, you know, it gets you've then got shots that you can show other people, which leads to more work, hopefully. And you know, so it's just it's just trying to contacts as well. And that's a really important thing, develop contacts, you know, whether it's through building a network. Yeah, a network, whether it's through makeup people, costume people, you know, directors, um uh, casting people, uh, photographers, you know, just if you if at least if you get known in that area then that's an extra little chance you have it might not lead to anything but it might you know if, if nobody knows you it's never you it's never gonna lead to anything is it at least no. if you're known people might hate you and you won't get any work anyway but somebody might like you and it might help. i help along the way and when you were so 
who who inspired you to to do did you have any like you know inspiration from former actors or models or anything like that like is there is there I know I can see from the photos behind you and and the type of clothing that you're wearing that there is a particular era that that inspires a lot so, to do with you yeah but, but that didn't really inspire me I don't need to act I, I think the, the biggest thing single uh thing that got me into wanting to act was um and uh this would probably be lost on, on most of your audience but but an actor called Terence Stamp in the sort of late 60s and, and early 70s in England uh, he, and then he sort of had a bit of a comeback later on he was played General Zod in Superman 2 but anyway he was a very he was a very successful actor in the late 60s uh, but a kind of trendy time he dated Jean Shrimpton who was kind of the, the supermodel of supermodels in the late 60s but Terence um, who actually bumped into on the tube a few years ago which was lovely as well um well, he was wearing open-toned sandals, which was a bit depressing, but he was a lovely. <laughs> um, but but he's, a, he's, a, he's a wonderful writer, and his autobiography, which consists of about three parts, I read that, and I found that tremendously inspiring, um, partly because of how well-written it was, but also he did go to drama school, but he literally completed drama school and then and then was cast in a feature film so basically dropped out and never completed it but but just the way he talks about acting and, and he shared a flat with michael kane before michael kane was famous so a lot of like tips that he got from michael kane and uh, and stuff they learned together was really interesting and that really did when i when i was trying to get into acting that really did give me a tremendous amount of inspiration just because it, it, was, it was such a such a wonderfully written series of books um and i could kind of relate to it Okay. Um, and I suppose because he, he's an older guy now, he's 80 odd now, but, um, uh, he still looks great, you know, which is always nice to see. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I think that, that's the one for me, Terence Stamp. Um, I, I would encourage anyone to read his books because he, he's a wonderful writer as well as a wonderful actor. Um, when you're going to different, um, parties or, you know, castings and stuff like that and you come across different models and different actors doesn't matter what age they are everybody has a bit of advice for each other and and can talk to would you say to like you know the the students watching this and the teachers are watching this as well actually um you know talk to others take advice help others out where you could see different things that they could that they would areas that they could improve on or you know, ask questions. Would would there be anything like that that you could say to them to to do to broaden? I, I think at the end of the day, everyone... you could start doing now, kind of. Well, not maybe not right now, but like throughout everything. Even if you're not going down that path, like you know, people. Well, I, I, I think I think one of the things filmmaking has never been easier than it is now. Mm. You know, if you and a group of friends wanted to make a film. You literally can film a film a feature film. It's been done on an iPhone. Yeah, you know, the quality the quality of mobile phones you now is so good that you could you can actually with a group of friends make a film. If that if you're interested in that, then then do that sort of thing. Whether it's directing, whether it's it, it's it's a cameraman, whether it's a sound person, whether it's makeup. If you are really keen to get involved in this, then why not try doing something like that? Because you'll never know as an actor whether you can do it and until you actually see yourself on screen you think oh my god that's 
awful or that's brilliant or oh my god i'm just the next you know kenneth branner or olivier or whatever you know um so it's never been a better time to actually do that sort of thing because okay. it's never been easier in terms of the technology so so, so for, by all means try to do that um advice is very difficult because we're all we're all different and, and if i gave myself a piece of advice when i was 18 it would be useless because i wouldn't have been able to do what i can do now in terms yeah. of in terms of the confidence and you, people come you, to you couldn't really go back to your 18 year old self and no. go shake yourself and go and i think that's the other interesting thing about acting as well it could come to you at any point in your life i mean there are actresses and actors who have literally been in their 70s when they made it yeah um it can happen at any time if 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 you want it you know if, if at that point you're ready and you want to try and get involved then then don't you know it's not a big rush you know there's there's a, a glut of gorgeous 20 something actors and actresses that mm -hmm. there's loads of them loads and loads the older you get probably the smaller the, the number, you know. The fish pond becomes smaller. <laughs> the, the, the fish pond becomes shallower because people have yeah. dropped out of, of the career and found found a proper job, you know? <laughs> so there isn't a great rush to do it. If it's your passion, then great, get involved in it, do it, you know, live like a student your whole life. Because I, I, you know, I, I know actors and actresses who literally are in their 40s and still living. Still don't have a bean. Like we were living when we were 17 years old. Really? Yeah. In a house that smells of ferret urine. If you can be that person, then great. If that makes you happy, then great. But I think the key is do what makes you happy. If it doesn't make you happy, if you're really uncomfortable doing it, if it's making you depressed, do something else. Yeah, you know, life is too short to, to do what makes you unhappy so by all means get involved in modeling and acting but let it make you happy if it makes you depressed then take a step back do something else yeah. or, or or don't take it quite as seriously and that's really what i had to do because it made me so unhappy a few years ago you know i was i was suicidal i really was um and i really had to say this you know i can't just let this define me I can't let my success or lack of it define me as a person. That's just not, that's not the whole of me. The fact mm -hmm. that I've got this screen credit or haven't got this screen credit, so what? You know, do what makes you happy. And if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Um, but don't, it's so far out of your control. Now, that's the thing. If you want to be a brilliant electrician, you mm -hmm. could, that's probably within your control to be a brilliant electrician. You can study, you can practice, you can do all those things. It doesn't matter how good an actor you are or how potentially good a model you are. If you don't get the breaks, it's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. And that's out of your control, completely mm -hmm. out of your control. If nobody sees you for that part that may have made you famous, it doesn't happen. That's mm -hmm. not your fault. That's just one of those things. And you have to kind of just bear that in mind. Yeah. Um, you you can only control what you can control. You can put yourself in the right place, but if it doesn't happen, you can't get too down about it because it's not about you. It's about what they were looking for on the day and what mood they were in on the day. And they wanted a blonde rather than a brunette. They wanted someone younger rather than somebody older. All those things, and you can't do anything about that. All yeah. you can do is just turn up and, and be as good as you can be. But don't let it 
don't let it feel it's a personal criticism of you because it's a dangerous road to go down yeah yeah definitely i mean i i absolutely love chatting to you derek it's it's you know you have you have a personality i can't leave you weren't shy there's no way you were shy as a kid it was dorksville central racism um you know I, I i i was terribly terribly shy um and so insecure and it literally took me 40 years of my life to get over that insecurity that i that i really developed from mainly from i think wearing glasses as a kid i wore glasses from the age of two i had a squint I, I, glasses I, now come here what did you win an award for i did i, I, I won spectacle <laughs> wear of the year uk and ireland in 2016 yeah um, 12, 12, doesn't it 12 and a half thousand people entered and i won ten pounds on the trip to new york it was very good fantastic and, right? and a, lo a lovely dinner full of zedless celebrities none of whom i recognize but my girlfriend <laughs> you made her happy although um twiggy was there i recognized her and david dickinson i recognized him because he was orange um but yeah it was it was good um so but but that that whole thing um really kind of scarred me well it made me who i was i i i, I was the spectacle wearing geek i, I was the, the, the you know the, 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 the swatty um science fiction loving nerd least likely to get a girlfriend kid at school you know um and it really took me most of my life up until you know up until my later 40s to get over that uh, and that's the thing i mean you, you know we're all i think all of us to some extent trapped by what happened in our childhood whether we like it or not whether we think we are or not those early experiences really do kind of define us mm. um and that's why i didn't have that confidence to do i, I did actually I, I did theater studies a level for school um but really, it was very much sort of behind, you know, it was directing or behind the scenes, and it wasn't any idea of acting. I, I you know, if someone asked me to read out something in class, I would get too shy and fumble my words. Want I want a book to eat it up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but now, if you said, you know, walk down the road in your underpants, Derek, and we'll, <laughs> yeah, I'll do that. You know, I, um, but you change as a person. Um, and I, that, I think, as I said before, and that's the thing, these things can come to you at any time. So don't necessarily think you have to rush into it. Because I say there are so many gorgeous 20-something-year-old actors and actresses, uh, and the world probably doesn't need many more of those because it's a really fiercely competitive environment. So you, you go to model casting, and it's just like wall-to-wall -wall beautiful people. Yeah, um, you, have to, you have to have a very strong... Uh, personality and very confident to um not not even strong but you 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 have to be strong as a person I think to yeah. uh to get through through that and and the important thing as well uh Derek is when when it hits you and you hit the low um it's so important to, to speak out and to talk to somebody and find yeah. somebody that you can confide in and, and help bring you out um. Yeah. I, we're, the world is way better place we're having you here um, well, you. Uh, you know I, I think my, my hungry cat agrees with you <laughs> very hard. Um, but I want to thanks a million for for joining me to, to today for, for uh, TY Hub Let's Talk Careers I mean like it's fascinating it's a seven year career for yourself there is another career there that you've had uh, your whole entire working life it's um it's wonderful to see and i do you know what 
I, I know you've done different sketches and there's some of them up there. And I know when you walk through Dublin Airport, you might have come seen your, seen your picture up on, uh, up on a poster, seen your face. You're, you're instantly recognisable um, and you have such a lovely personality. And I hope that all the advice given to, today will stand uh, to students uh, all around Ireland, uh, whether whether they decide to go down the modelling or the acting uh, route. Or I, I think that you've given some lovely advice that will um, go with anybody through any part, you know, of, of life. The your your tips of professionalism or your lovely tip of a right if you're if you're a half an hour early or late already um there's you know there's fantastic bits of advice there always do your research always be on time be courteous be per, uh, professional uh, in no matter what way you do uh, or what way what path you, you take in in life um and enjoy it i think that's yeah absolutely i i and and Dorks of the world unite you that there is hope for us all. Mm-hmm.